Hey everyone, Laura popping in here really quick. First of all, sorry for the sound quality of this recording. Second of all, this is episode 3, not episode 2. They are recorded out of order. Third, we are issuing a trigger warning for the mention of sexual assault and suicide. If that stuff bothers you, could possibly trigger you, is sensitive to you in any way, please step out, listen to another episode. Have a good day. We hope you enjoy. We really like this one. Alright, bye! Hello everyone, and welcome back to Two Sisters in a Pod. My name is Laura. I'm an idiot. That's Julia. And (laughs) we are back for our second ever episode! Wow, look at the consistency. I know, I can't believe we're doing this again. Can you name another time in our life where we have done something on schedule when we said we would? No, it usually falls apart. Yeah, I know. One time Mara and I planned to uh, cook pancakes every time we got together. I want you to guess. Yeah. I want you to guess how many times we did it. Once. Twice. (laughs) And then we realized we were bad at making pancakes. Like they tasted really bad. What? Like were you using a batter or did you make it from scratch? I don't remember, but we were 13. (laughs) So. This is our second episode of the podcast ever. Thank you to... The uh, two people who listened to our first episode, we are available on everywhere that you stream podcasts, even websites you've never heard of. Uh, Wait, everywhere, everywhere? Pretty much, yeah. Like, it streamed us literally freaking everywhere. (laughs) I think we're on Apple Podcasts. Our presence. Uh, I'm very excited about our topic today. Julia, what are we talking about today? We are talking about lost friendships. Lost friendships. Like, friendships lost in translation. Um, Maybe you, like, stopped talking to them randomly. You fell out. You became distant. Maybe something happened. Now, I've had more experiences with losing friendships intentionally than I have unintentionally. So I think for this episode, I'm going to try and focus on the unintentional losses of friendships I've had. Maybe, uh, like, people who have impacted me, who, who have really left a change on me. What about you? I mean, I'll probably just talk about friendships. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's, you know, that's fair. But before we get into that, we've got a couple segments here for you, what we like to call the potatoes of the podcast, before we get into the meat. Um, When did we decide to call it the potatoes? Last time! Did we? Yeah! It's called the potatoes, because we have the meat and the potatoes. I really want, like, a stew right now. (laughs) Girl, you know what I would just absolutely gag for? (laughs) A stew! A stew! Okay, but do you remember when Mom would make a roast when we were kids? Yeah. And there would be those vegetables in there and the soft potatoes. Again, I have a crock pot. We stop the pod. (laughs) Make a stew. We We should have a stew pod. Stew pod! Where we're just making stew. We call it stew cast. And then we eat it. Stew cast! That should have just been the whole concept. Dang! But you know what we'd have to throw in there? Some potatoes! Peas. Oh! At least two. (laughs) In the pod? In the pod! In the pod! One of these episodes we're going to be eating peas. Probably some of those like... Nice dried out sriracha peas or something. How about some freaking edamame? Freaking edamame. Honorary peas. I love peas. a good edamame. Okay, let's get into the segments. Um, the first one that we've set up is kind of just by my own request. It's our little reality TV corner. 
Um, if you're not aware, Julie and I are big fans of reality TV. Not the Real Housewives end of things, but more of the social strategy game end of things. More of the, you have to be really depressed and kind of a psychopath to know how much we know about these reality TV shows. Right, and you also have to hate yourself to enjoy Big Brother, which is what we're going to be talking about Oh, you have to, like, really, really hate yourself (laughs) and everybody else to enjoy Big Brother. Because, like, every season we get so excited, and then, of course, it's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But we keep coming back. Every single summer. Every single summer. We count down. We count down. To our disappointment. Alright, so what's going on with Big Brother right now, Julia? Um, season 22? 23. Season 23 is coming out soon, because it's summer. July 7th. July 7th. And today, when we're recording, it is June 30th, so that is right over a week until we have new BB. Just over a week? Yeah. (laughs) The cast drop was rumored to be today. Turns out it's actually tomorrow, so a draft will be coming. Yeah, girl. But I just wanted to, before we get into the meat of the pod, kind of fill in Julia on some stuff she hasn't heard about yet, get a live react. Yeah, she wanted... Did you just say react? <laughs> Again, I'm leaving my own house <laughs> because I can't be with you right now. Will I react shown? Um, uh, she was gonna tell me this in the car the other day, but I was like, Stop. save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Save it. Um, Watch me be wildly disappointed. Like I said, we I are didn't, setting ourselves up. I didn't promise anything in particular. Okay. So first is the theme. Now, none of the house picks have been released or anything. I always look forward to that. I always like seeing the house, even though they never do anything that interesting. Big Brother Canada does a way better job. Anyway. Yeah, Big Brother Canada is just more entertaining. It's a way better show. Well put together than any of the others. The house guests are better. I want to be on Big Brother Canada, but I'm not Canadian. I know. I would so much rather be on TV Canada. Can I be? I want. I'm moving to Canada just to go on Big Brother. Shout out if we have any BB Can fans in the audience. Oh, Uh, absolutely, we do. BB Can Nine was such a good season. Shout out to Tyshawn, great winner, absolute icon. Shout out to Victoria, my favorite. Anyway, so the theme of BB Twenty Three is actually similar to a BB Can season that they did already. It's like a Vegas casino. Did we explain what BB Can is? Big Brother Canada. Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> this the theme is going to be like a Vegas casino gambling thing. What? Yeah. That sounds lame. Really? I like it. No, that sounds really lame. Well, they did it in Big Brother Canada 4, and that season started out really well. Are you talking about this season of Big Brother? This season of Big Brother is coming. Brother. Yeah. I just feel like America's gonna really screw it. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that there's a new comp that involves, like, a game of chance. Like gambling? Yeah. I enjoy competitions that are games of chance because competitions like that allow for, like, the like, underdog to win. They allow for, like, the Caitlyn HOH week in Big Brother 20. <laughs> Freaking greatest week of that greatest season. Greatest week ever. Oh my god. Um, that literally... First of all, when I was watching the season, I hated Caitlyn. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I loved her. Right? Right when I was supposed to not love her, I started loving her. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so the theme is like a like a Vegas type thing, and then the twist is gonna be teams, and they've done teams before, but the way that it's gonna work, okay, they're gonna have a live move in, how they did with Big Brother All Stars, so that's pretty cool. Uh, those are so awkward to me. But I love them. I, I love them too, but like the awkward silence and just the microphone oh yeah, really shuffling awkward. while everyone's like, whoa! I know, they're walking into the house, it sounds like... We just hear like... Oh my god! Hey! What's up? My name's Cody. My brother Cody. Sorry. <laughs> um, It's gonna be a team twist. Basically... Everybody's going to come into the house. Somebody's going to win a competition to be a team captain. There's going to be four teams. Um, they're doing the team captain thing again? They are, but they're gonna. it's going to be based off of a competition win, so it's not based off of returning players or anything. Um, they're all new. And uh, then what's going to happen is that they're going to get to watch little... I'm freaking tired of that. There's no bets, so... Good. They're going to get to watch little individual clips from the cast interviews and then draft their teams. Um... I think it's interesting. That is really interesting. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to... It's what they did on Big Brother Canada 9 this most recent season, and it was a very good season. But that is partially because they ended the twist almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) America's twists are always bad. They are. Canada's twists are worse. Canada's twists, like, fuck with the actual game. They do. Whereas America's Twist just fuck these people up mentally. Get ready for a takeover. Worst twist ever was the BB-17 takeover twist. Do you even remember it? No. Yeah. (laughs) It was literally, they just brought Gronk in, who's like a football player. And he was like, somebody gets to cancel out votes. And then it was Devon, and she still went home. Oh, I remember. (laughs) I need Davon to win something. Big Brother related. Fourth time's a charm. I she's a winner in my book. She does because better. she is a she, great, great. She does better every time she plays. She does, and I love her so much. How has she not played? So if we just she has. Uh, no, I meant one. If she just goes on until she wins, <laughs> eventually it'll happen. Um, they need to give her like a Boston Robert. She should just replace so. Julie Chen. She would be really good. Right? Yeah. I would much rather watch Davon okay. than Julie Chen. We were burning up a lot of time. The I'm last so thing, sorry. I love you, Davon. The last thing I have to discuss, and this is a really silly rumor. You know Taryn Armstrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a rumor going around that he's on the season. <laughs> he hasn't tweeted since the move-in date, but I don't buy it. You know that I would die. That's sus. You know that I would die. Cast list drops tomorrow. If Taryn is on the cast, I will lose my mind. First of all, winning. All right, if you guys... Winner pick, I steal Taryn. If you guys don't know who Taryn Armstrong uh, Armstrong is, who are you? Um, (laughs) He's basically the most prolific Big Brother podcaster. Um, He's on Rob Has a Podcast. Absolutely Wouldn't you say Rob is the most prolific podcaster? No, because he mostly does Survivor. But his podcast. It's his podcast, but Taryn does all the Big Brother coverage. That's fair. Um, but yeah, if Taryn were on the season, that'd be iconic. So that's the end of our reality TV corner. How are you feeling? Uh, at a 10 on this upcoming season. I mean, you didn't really tell me anything about it other than the house-like theme. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. Oh. That's all? Yeah, that's all I know. I mean, I'll have to see pictures in order to feel some way. I think a casino theme is dumb. There aren't any pictures yet. What? Yeah. Tomorrow? 
We'll see. I mean, cast drop is tomorrow. We may Taren. or may not. Okay, I'm manifesting Taryn. We may or may not have a special guest for our draft. We'll see what happens. Um, anyway. On to, uh, I wanted to do another song of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do mine first so Julia has a second to think. <laughs> My song of the week is easy. It's Talk to You by Ricky Montgomery. He just dropped his first single in five years, and it's really good. It's about his dead dad, but it's super upbeat. Um, it's super catchy. I love it. I wish he was coming to Florida. Please, Ricky, come to Florida. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. Um, my song of the week is going to be um, B-I-T-C-H by Megan Thee Stallion because she gave me $10. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about this real quick? Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion gave Julia $10. 10 buckaroos of Moderna from the stock. Stallion herself. Of Moderna stock. Of Moderna stock. Yeah. That's kind Queen. of iconic. Kind I of. got my hand in Megan Thee Stallion's bag. Okay, that's a little bit. $10 of it. I'd rather be your B-I-C-T-H. That's not how it goes. B-I-C-T-H. Anyway, thanks, Megan the Stallion, Thank you for so paying much. my rent. Thank you so much, Megan the Stallion, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> she could. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, for context, she was giving away a million dollars with Cash App. I guess I just got $10 of it. Yeah. Who ha- who puts a million dollars in Cash App? Megan the Stallion. Queen. Yeah. All right. On to the meat. Nobody. The meat. Everyone just clicked off. This this is how Nick Jonas would sing the meat. The meat. <laughs> the meat. Red dress. Red dress. <laughs> You're vomiting. You're Nick Jonas vomiting. <laughs> Do you think when Nick Jonas like puke, he says red dress? <laughs> red dress. Okay. On to the meat. So today we're going to talk about lost friendships. Julia, what would you define as a lost friendship? One that you really like cherished in your life, but it's gone now. Okay. Like you didn't see it. You didn't see the end coming. Somebody that really made a mark on you or like just like uh someone who was in your life maybe you weren't super close to but you for some reason like lost contact with them or stopped talking and you're like i wonder how they're doing i have a couple i have several (laughs) yeah julia has more experience with lost friendships because she is because i'm a bitch she is a former internet micro celebrity that's not true yeah, you absolutely are. I was never a celebrity. I said micro. I just had friends. Julia had a lot of friends online. Yeah, I did. I grew up without a lot of friends. I still have some lost friends, but I think Julia has more experience here. So do you want to go first with an example? I mean, I could go as simple as to say, like, a childhood friend. Okay. Um, okay. Um... So one example of a lost friendship that I can think of would be, um, I don't want to like name drop just for like privacy reasons, but I had like a good small friend group when I was a child, Mm -hmm. like eight or nine. Um, and we like, 
had a lot of sleepovers, but one of those friends, um, I'm gonna call her Annie. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna call her Annie. Um, we were very, very close. Uh, like, her mom would bring her over randomly just to, like, I guess get her off of her hands because she <laughs> didn't want to take care of her. Um, but, like, I loved it. And we were, like, inseparable. Um, like, we would have sleepovers practically every other night. Um, we would hang out in the day. We went to school together, so we would be together then, too. She was close with, like, the family and everything. Um, and one day, she just disappeared. Yeah. And so did her mom. And I, I guess they, like, moved or something. Yeah. But, like, I have no idea where they went. Or anything. And, like, I think about it all the time. Yeah, like, where is she? Yeah, like, is she okay? Did she die? That would be kind of horrible. Like, I I hung out with her for the last time. We went to the beach with her mom. Um, I, like, remember that day. And I distinctly, like, remember, like, going to Starbucks with her. That was the first time I tried a Java Chip Rapajima. Yeah. Um, and, like... I vaguely, vaguely remember, like, having a breakdown a couple days later, saying that I missed her, and that I don't know where she went. But, like, nothing came of it. I don't know. I just think about it all the time, because we were practically inseparable. Yeah. But... We don't have contact, just randomly. Have you looked for her recently? I've looked for her, like, social medias before, and I found a really old Facebook, but it wasn't updated. Like, it was pictures of when we were still friends. Wow. That's really weird. I know. Like, part of me thinks, like, maybe she changed her name. Yeah, I'm thinking, was her mom involved in something? And they well, I mean, to, to be fair, we met via narcotics anonymous meetings right so like um, that very well could for be. context my sister was not a narcotics addict oh no our parent the parents were <laughs> the parents met and that's how i met my friend yeah um i'm just thinking like maybe her mom had to flee i'm thinking maybe because she was like she would always be like hanging out with mysterious men mm-hmm I just, I also distinctly remember the no smoking case. Yeah, I was about to say! <laughs> I distinctly remember our mother having the audacity Literally all of to the audacity. bake this woman a cake that congratulated her on quitting cigarettes. And she didn't actually quit, did she? Probably not. Yeah, I don't believe she did. Probably not. My memory is not Mom that- baked her a cake. My memory is not that she quit. I My memory is that we were baking her a cake to encourage her to stop. I have no idea. But uh, that could just be, I was really little. I have no idea. I was probably like, this will work. I thought it was a congratulatory cake. 
I remember it being like, please don't smoke on the cake. <laughs> and I also, I remember you. That's like what when I have children in the future, if they have like a porn addiction, I'm going to give them a cake. Please that don't says, watch porn. Please be safe. <laughs> I remember you and Annie wrote a song for our mom and dad for their anniversary. Yeah. And it worked really hard it, on that. I remember it started... First met at a fossil dig. That's not how it went. Yeah. No. That's not the right tune. Oh, I don't remember the exact melody. It's like, first met at a fossil dig. Okay. First met at a fossil dig. And I remember you wrote the names of all of us, like all of the children, and you guys spelled my name L O R A. That was her. She well, didn't know how to spell. Yeah, obviously you know how, like. I was an educated child. I you knew how were. To spell. You were a bright little one. Yeah. The learning disability got in the way. <laughs> and the depression. We'll talk and about homelessness. That later. Well, this is for another hour. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's you and Annie and the story of the missing child. Yeah. And I, can I say one more? Yeah. Um. Another like good example. I've had a few of these, but, like, when Laura was talking about earlier about me having a lot of online friends, um, I've had, like, on and off things with, like, friendships on there for years. Not so much anymore since my account was taken down, and I have a much smaller account now, so now it's only the people I actually talk to. Um... But when I, back when I had, like, 17,000 followers, I had a couple hundred friends that I would talk to, like, on a regular basis. It's crazy. I know. I remember, I'm not going to name drop again, but there was, like, this one guy. He was, like, one of my first friends I made on there. Um... And he lived in Australia. And we would Skype. And he was, like, one of my first, like, international friends. I really hadn't made friends with people outside of America at that time. So he was, like, one of my first ones of those. And we would talk all the time, like, every day. And, like, this is before I knew I was gay. Mm -hmm. So, like, we flirted and stuff like that. But I was, like, 14 at the time. He was, like, 14. Um, And we would talk all the time, and we would Skype, and he would teach me how to, like, play guitar and stuff like that. And just randomly, we started talking less. Nothing happened. But, like, we didn't talk as much. Um, and eventually that became no talking. Wow. Yeah. And, like, they still existed. They had, like, an online presence. But we, for some reason, like, just fell out. That sucks. Yeah. And I bet sometimes you're like, damn, I wonder... I am. Because, like, I genuinely, like, really liked being his friend. I think he, like had a crush on me or something and he wanted did he tell me either he told me or he wanted to tell me 
And I, like, didn't want that. Yeah. So, maybe it got, like, awkward for him. But it wasn't awkward for me. I wanted to, like, be friends because I really like being his friend. But, oh well. He's somewhere out there still. But we don't, we especially don't talk now because my Twitter account was taken down. That happened with, like, a lot of the people I lost contact with is I just, I literally have no way to contact them now because I don't remember their usernames and my account was taken down. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, that was very insightful, Julia. Thank you. (laughs) Insightful? I don't know. What are you saying? Literally nothing. You sound like a book. A textbook. I'm that one character from Ella Enchanted. The guy trapped in the book. Oh, the actual book. <laughs> um, okay, so I liked what Julia did there with, like, an online variant, a real-life variant, because I actually have that, too. Um, way less experience with it, but the unique thing about this is that I was 10 years old when I was on Stan Twitter. Um, <laughs> that's a very impressionable age to be on the internet talking to strangers. I mean, I was... 13. Yeah, that's also a very impressive age. But I literally learned, like, the fundamentals of life from these people. So at one point I was on the voice stand Twitter, which you'd think that doesn't exist, but it does. Um, there can be a stand Twitter for anything. This was circa, like, 2013. I was obsessed with Michelle Chamuel, second place finisher of season four of The Voice. You've mentioned her in every episode so far. Right, because she changed my life. <laughs> Um, You should change your name to Michelle. (laughs) Her fans became my friends. And I distinctly remember this 27-year-old woman named Lily who kind of raised me. I don't remember what we used to talk about, but I do remember saying things like, am I the only straight person here? (laughs) And And she'd be like, Laura, it's okay to be the only straight person here. You know, like, that's fine. Um, I don't remember. And then I had another friend, and I won't name drop her because she was messy. But it was the (laughs) first experience I ever had with somebody, like, texting me about how they wanted to kill themselves. And me having to talk her down. And I'm, like, remembering, I was, like, a ten-year-old waiting for meatloaf dinner. It was a unique experience. I had a lot of friends online. I had some people I got very close to. Um, and then one day, I got too stressed out about lying because I told everyone that I was older than I was. Um, Wait, how old did you say? Like 26? 17. Oh. I said I was 17. I mean, in a way, that's not horrible. Because you still, you still were honest in the fact that you were under 18. Yeah. You were probably the youngest person there by a significant margin. One of the youngest, yeah. So, in a way, they wouldn't have treated you differently if you were honest about your age. Yeah, it's just, I got stressed out about lying. Because I was, this is not me trying to toot my own horn. I was a very mature kid. I probably didn't pass for 17, but I could have passed for 12, 13. I just started to feel the guilt from it, so I just deleted my Twitter. I also, like, I didn't realize that I had ADHD at the time, so Michelle Chamuel was a hyperfixation, and those wear off. And so my hyperfixation wore off. I wasn't into it anymore. I started getting really into Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. It was my new hyperfixation, so. I love how you've always had those. Yeah. Well, I've had ADHD my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So it's like, once I figured out that hyperfixations didn't happen to everyone, that was like hilarious to me. That's why I think most of Stan Twitter is neurodivergent. Yeah, well, it would make sense how like invested they are in things. Yeah, it's just. And you need like a certain amount of self discipline and dedication to do half the things. Oh, yeah. That like stands do. Yeah, and I've just always had this affinity for like knowing a lot about something. Like, that's how I am about reality TV. You heard us talking about it earlier. But yeah, I had some online friends that I had a lot of experiences with, and I do wonder where they are all the time. Um, I wonder if they wonder where I went, you know? I would like to talk to them today and be like, you knew that I was younger than I was, right? <laughs> no, they like, probably didn't. Are you sure? Because I was a 10-year-old pretending to be 17. Yeah, because I've, I've dealt with catfishes firsthand. Yeah, sometimes I forget I used to be a catfish. Yeah. Queen. Um, Go off. My second example is really the first friend I ever made. So in the sixth grade, I went back into public school after being homeschooled for like almost all of elementary school. And I met this girl, and I am going to name drop here just because I'm not giving last names or anything. Nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. Uh, and I'm hoping that if somehow she hears this, we can get in contact because I can't find her anywhere. <laughs> Cheyenne, if you're out there, you were my only friend. It's I had a friend named Cheyenne, too, that I lost. Yeah, she... She was a redhead. But she was, like, my only friend. We would hang out. She would make me be her horse, which sounds ridiculous, but she Her would, what? Her horse. Like, me! She would get on my back. What? And, like, make me run. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she would just, like, steal all my crayons. But, like, she was my only friend. Because she was hungry. No. Uh. She didn't eat the crayons. <laughs> um, but I left the sixth grade abruptly, and I didn't really get to say goodbye. And she, we didn't, like, we weren't allowed to have phones at this small town school. Um, so I never got her Instagram or anything, and I wonder where she is all the time. Because I, I talked to two people in the sixth grade. It was her, and then the first person I ever loved. And them I will not name drop, partially because I don't even think that's still their name. But... They kind of used me, you know? Like, they would only talk to me when they didn't have other people to talk to or when they wanted emotional validation or something. I know a few of those people. But Cheyenne was always there for me. And there were a few times that I would abandon her to sit with the person, and she'd be pissed. She'd be like, Laura, like, I'm your friend. Like, I'm your best friend. Like, why are you sitting with this person? It was because I was obsessed with them. But, um... You know, I wonder where she is today. I wish I could talk to her and be like, do you know that you were my first friend ever? Like, <laughs> we didn't have much in common, but I've had a couple friends like that over the years. I had one in middle school who I will not name um, that I was very close with, even though we had nothing in common. We did not have interesting conversations. Like, we were completely different people. Look, it's an armpit butt. Julia has an armpit butt. But... Wait, elbow pit. Yeah, I do wonder where she is. And I think it's interesting talking about lost friendships because it's so crazy how somebody can be an integral part of your life. You can wake up and be like, I'm going to see Cheyenne today. And how your life can just like change on a dime. And it makes me ask a lot of questions. Like, who are we without the people we love? You know? Like, who would I be if I just stopped seeing you? 
Well, I mean, I guess I've kind of experienced that before, because there was a time in my life where I didn't feel any love and didn't have anyone. Wow. So, like, when we became homeless, Mm -hmm. I said goodbye to my entire life. Entire life and my viewpoint of the world and everything. So, like, quite literally... I lost who I was. I do not know that person anymore. And I haven't, like, seen her since that time before we were homeless. So, I think, like, to that point, like, who are we without the people we love? We're nobody. Yeah. Because, like, I've literally been nobody before because I lost the people I love. And because I lost, like, the place I love and the things I love. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. There's, like, a certain part of us that really grieves the death of friendships. And I feel like part of that for me is, like, grieving the death of myself. Right, because they make you who you are. Yeah. Like, that was a big part of my childhood was, like, grieving the life that I thought I had. Yeah. Like, we've never, like, talked about that. Yeah. It's, like, really deep. Sorry, I forget sometimes what I say to my therapist doesn't, like, telekinetically reach everybody else in my life, so I never have to speak about it again. Mom is like, I just don't understand. You're like, didn't we discuss this last Tuesday at 6? <laughs> um, I have a couple people that are still kind of in my life, but our connection has dissipated. And I think that's a really fascinating thing. In the eighth grade, I had a group of friends in my my fifth period history class, and they were the first people to ever make me feel like I belonged. Kenneth and Bailey, if you're out there, um, I hope you're listening. Goodness gracious, Kenneth, I let you use my Paramount Plus. (laughs) But we used to talk every day, and I think the last time I actually talked to Kenneth was like a month, two months ago, and we talk like every few months. And it's the same thing. I just went out with Bailey, but it was the first time we hung out in like a year, a year and a half. Um, And we never have conversations anymore. We don't text. We don't see each other in person. I don't know what's going on in her life. She doesn't know what's going on in mine. And it's disappointing, but at the same time, I'm so grateful for that connection I had. And it's like cool to collect little friends that you don't get to keep forever, because you don't get to keep everyone forever. But I met these people and they made me feel really special in a time that it was hard for me to, like, feel special. And, like, even though I didn't get to keep them forever, how I keep, like, my closest friends and how I keep you, like, I really appreciate what they did for me. And I think lost friendships don't always have to be a sad thing. Sometimes it can just be the metamorphosis of your life. I guess. What do you think is the root cause of the end of that friendship coming so abruptly. I think a lot of the time it's just focusing on your own life and having to go in separate directions. And it has to do with how committed you are to that relationship. So like me and Mara and Hannah, my best friends, we legitimately form our lives around each other because we know we need each other to survive. But if there's somebody that you don't need to survive and you need to move forward in your life, then you might have to leave them behind. That's so interesting because I feel like my relationship with people is so much different 
Really? I will never form my life around somebody else. I will compromise for someone that I love, especially, like, my life partner. Like, I will eventually get married someday, and I will have them part of my life, and we will have a life together. But I will never form, like, who I am around them. So you wouldn't form your life around other people. I, my relationship with my friends is highly codependent. It's probably dangerous, but I don't know how to live without them. Yeah, that's... And there's... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think I could not survive if I lived like that. Because codependency just does not work for me. You are more independent. I cannot stand if someone is codependent on me. Um, And I could never be dependent on someone else. Yes, I have trust issues. Yes, that's probably the root cause of it. But I don't trust people. What I think you're not realizing here is I'm codependent on you. But I don't think you are is the thing. I think that you're codependent on certain aspects of our relationship. And I think that you would find it really hard if I were to like not be here for you for whatever reason. Like I was, I moved or something. I think you would find it really hard. But I think that because we have our relationship and I think the lessons that would come along the way of what we would learn about how to love someone from a distance um, like would keep our relationship alive but a codependent thing would be like you literally could not survive so true queen but like I think you could survive without me would it be good? no would you like it? no but I think you could survive. Fair? Yeah. Maybe I could. I don't know. I think you could. You could survive without me, but it would suck. I wouldn't like to, but I know I could. I know you could too, but I also think you'd be like, man, my life is really boring without this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I make things spicy. Spicy. All right, well, let me take a chance here to uh, give our sponsor for the day. Our sponsor is still LJ's Janky Earrings on Etsy. It is my personal earring shop, all earrings under $6. I also sell um, jewelry trays. I'm thinking about putting necklaces and rings on there, so check it out. It's etsy.com slash LJ's Janky Earrings. That's etsy.com slash L-J-S-J-A-N-K-Y-E-A-R-R-I-N-G-S. Please check it out. Thank you very much. The way that you spell it out sounds like the text-to-speech option <laughs> on an iPhone. Like, you should just do the text-to-speech one day for your sponsor, and nobody will know the difference. Do you have somebody else to talk about? There's also, like, um, friendships that you purposely lost. Yes, okay, we can get into this a little bit. Because I want there to be, like, a little bit of variety. Okay. Well, you know that there's somebody who was in my life that I purposely cut out. She bullied me. Oh, the ugly bitch that I never liked. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know who you're talking about. And this is something that I'm not coy about because I genuinely feel and believe that I was bullied by this person and I have consistently been attacked by, like, her friends and stuff. 
toxic. When they send their little fish out for you, that's mm-hmm. when you know they are so manipulative. Yeah, because my friends would absolutely never do that. They would never attack someone for me. They'd be like, Laura, calm the hell down. Yeah. Um, it was just an experience. You know, I was a theater kid. You know, theater bitches are going to be theater bitches. And uh, we had a disagreement over one thing or another. I didn't think it was that serious. She did. She ended up, like, really, really embarrassing me in front of a bunch of people. I ended up being ostracized by the entire cast of a show I was stage managing. Whatever, whatever. Um, You know, it sucks. But at the same time, it's like I learned a lot from that experience. I learned that people can make up lies about you that are based on nothing, which I didn't know. Like, I thought that if someone lies about you, it was just them stretching the truth. But she literally made stuff up about me. Yeah. No, that'll happen. That happened to me on um, Twitter. People would make up lies about me all the time. Why why do people do that? I don't understand. I don't know. And it's like, it's people I don't know, too. It's like people that we, like, followed each other and we had mutual friends. But I guess they just randomly decided that they didn't like me for whatever reason. This, like, 16-year-old bitch. Jealousy? I think they're just bored. Yeah? Yeah, and I think part of it is, like, what you were saying with, like, I think that there's a lot of neurodivergent people on Twitter. I think they get bored and they hyperfixate on bullying people. I've never thought about that. When they're out of content to yeah. bully, they make it up. But what a lot of people don't like talking about is the negative side of being neurodivergent, which can result in some anger and some vitriol. And... I mean, that's possible. I don't know any studies about it, but, like... Yeah, like, there was this girl on Twitter once. Swifty Twitter, because that's the Twitter I was on. And we, like, didn't talk, really. Um, and I, I wanted to be her friend, but I was very anxious, and I didn't know how to be people's friends, really, unless they talked to me first. Um, so, like, they didn't intimidate me. They just seemed like a normal, like, girl... But one day, they, like, made up a lie that... Oh, what was it? I've told you about it before. They made up, like, a complete lie about me. I remember being so upset about it because I was, like, angry. Oh! Oh, it's coming back to me. Okay, so they were... Oh, oh, I remember, I remember! She, um, she works for a blog now. <laughs> like, a famous, like, very well-known company who makes blogs. Um, and we, like, weren't close-close, but we talked sometimes. Like, we tweeted at each other. And she came to my defense one time by saying that my mother abused me or something like that she made up like this complete lie i think she mentioned like i was sexually assaulted or something too oh my god um but it was in my defense because somebody was like attacking me or or was like tweeting at me something mean and she was trying to defend me but she made up complete lie reasons of why it wasn't okay for them to say that to me And the person messaged me and said, oh my god, I feel so horrible for, like, saying this to you. I didn't know you went through this stuff. And I was like, what stuff? 
And that's when we found out that person was just a complete liar. And, like, nobody... People are still, like, good friends with this girl. Because <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. But I was like, you're kind of a horrible person for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember where I was going with that, but... I, we were talking about how I had no idea that people could just lie about Oh, that. oh, yeah. Long story short, people literally just make shit up. Yeah. Because they want to. And it's hard to have the perspective, because, like, if you can never imagine yourself doing that, it's like, how could somebody else do that? But we have to remember that everybody's different. Everybody is different. And, like, I don't know. Just moral of the story, do not lie. Like, as much as you can, avoid lying, because lying will just get you wrapped up in more lies. Yes, it will. It'll make you feel horrible. It'll make people lose trust in you. You will not have the energy to keep up with your lies. I can't tell you Just how much. be honest and take the hit for what you did. I can't tell you how much I lied on Stan Twitter. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I guess I lie on, like, Tinder. But like, it's, like, innocent lies. Like, what do you say? Like, oh, I went to Costa Rica one time. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they mentioned Costa Rica and I don't know what to say. Costa Rica. Coastal Rica. Sorry, that's like a very niche, like Drew Gooden reference. Anyway, I love the word niche. I hate it. I hate when you say it. It makes me want to punch you. It makes me feel like you're a frat boy. Well, sorry about that. Um, what were you saying? I was just talking about, about lying. People lying. Yeah, oh. I was talking about how I was bullied. But Pur- I- purposely cutting someone out of your life. Yeah. That's just, our friendship ended, and, you know, I don't even really remember the positive aspects because of how negative the impact was. And, like, you look back at the quote-unquote positive aspects, and you're like, that was a lie. Right. Like, she told me a lot of clandestine information about people I knew, and now knowing- Clandestine? Are you Taylor Swift? She didn't invent the word. Clandestine meetings and stolen stairs- she would tell me a lot of secrets about people that I realize now were probably not true. She told me one secret about somebody that I ended up being very close to that she should have never told me. And that it ultimately, like, if I ever had to fight her, like, with words, I'd be like, you told me this thing that you never should have told me? That's fucked up. Yeah, she is really fucked up. I told you, I literally have the best intuition in the world. That one time she rode in my car, worst vibes I've ever gotten. And I like all of your friends usually. Yeah. Even the ones you don't even talk she to. She was anymore. just. She was. She just was like, bad. She was very manipulative. I did not like her. I was really under her spell. I don't know. You were. I was like, what's wrong with your friend, Laura? Like, are you okay? She doesn't even seem like she likes you. And you were like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I had no idea. I'm like, no. Like, she's kind of a witch. I'll call her what she is. I'm not gonna say that word. What were you gonna say? The c word. <gasps> Sean has put you under a spell. No, I'm being always a nasty her that. person. No. Um. <laughs> so this was a really good discussion. Oh. What? You got to say yours. Okay. What do you want? <laughs> no. Now I feel like I'm pushing it. No. No. What do you want to talk about? 
I was going to talk about my friendships that I purposely cut off. Okay. We got to yours. Ooh, we used to talk about, um... Mm-hmm. What should I call her? Claudia. Claudia? <laughs> no, I like the name Claudia. Call her Gertrude. Gertrude? That's too much. <laughs> Gerd. I call her Gerd. Attention all shoppers. Gigi's real name is Gertrude. <laughs> Two mentions of Wizards of Waverly Place on the pod. (laughs) I cut out the Pocket Elf segment, though. (laughs) For those listening, the last episode, we had an entire... How long did we talk about it? 20 minutes? (laughs) We talked about Pocket Elves for so long. We talked about the Pocket Elves from Wizards of Waverly Place for a very long time. Laura had to cut it all out. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, so people you've cut out okay, of my life. Okay, so people I have purposely cut out of my life. There's been a few of them. I don't ever enjoy it, um, but my life significantly gets better once I do it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll talk about one. Uh, her name was Samantha. Samantha. Mm-hmm. I hate that name. Let me pick another one. Her name was Vicky. Icky Vicky, That's you're so so name. sicky. Yeah. Icky Vicky, ew ew. No offense to any Vickys out there. I actually, I would think a Vicky's hot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like if I saw a Vicky on Tinder right now, I bet you she's hot. Okay, so Vicky. Okay, Vicky. Icky Vicky. Um, she was just horrible, and I don't even know how we became friends. I feel like she literally started manipulating me the moment that we became friends. Or quote-unquote friends. Because I don't actually think we were ever friends. I think that she kind of just tagged along. And, like, manipulated me into feeling bad that I wasn't hanging out with her. Because friends like that. Yeah. And, like, I'll try to make this brief because this pod is getting long. Long, Long. And that's going to be a lot of work for you to do, but... Ah, it's okay. Um, essentially, Mm -hmm. like, she just really, really manipulated me into doing everything for her. Like, I genuinely could not exist without her in her brain. I don't know why. Um, but, like, she didn't allow me to have, like, other close friends. If I wanted to, like, have a day to myself, she's like we haven't hung out in so long and you're spending your free day to yourself essentially um and like I'm a highly empathetic person so of course I was like I mean I guess we can hang out but I would never enjoy hanging out with her like ever and like it's not that she was a burden or anything but the weight of our friendship just got heavier and heavier with time she was a little crazy. And somehow she had radiated like a cloud of toxicity where she started affecting everybody in my life at one point. Wow. Everybody. My current roommate, you, the entire group. How did she affect Sean? Um, so there's this one time where she... She got, like, really hyper-fixated on people in my life, I guess. Um, And 
this one time she got hyper fixated on my current roommate and was convinced that like she like was in love with him essentially and she got mad at me one time for like not suggesting her as a possible girlfriend for him once he broke up with his girlfriend at the time like she got actually upset with me she thought I was calling her like ugly or something and I'm like no I'm just saying like I don't think you're his type people have types yeah like and you're not it and she got genuinely so upset with me um but anyway there was this like cloud of toxicity that she had that affected everybody in my life um everybody felt guilty whenever they were around her the mood immediately got like bad when she was there and I don't know what it was but she always had to have things like about her and nothing else um and I don't know she would also like talk about a lot of like triggering topics around me um, and she also, one of her favorite things was to, like, turn people against each other mm. with, like, little small bitch talk. Like, you know, saying, like, can you believe, like, so-and-so mm -hmm. did this? And I'm like, they did? Um, anyway, no, she just manipulated me really badly into, um, kind of thinking bad things about people I knew I loved. But I was so empathetic towards her that I leaned her direction. Mm. But I cut her out of my life. And I was very kind about it. Like, I don't think she's a bad person at all. And I genuinely, like, wish her healing. But, like, I do not want to be part of that mm -hmm. <laughs> ever again. Um, but, like, that's one example of, like, a lost friendship that I'm glad I don't have to deal with anymore. Like, my life has significantly got better since I cut her off. Snaps and claps, girl. And that makes me feel, like, bad because I don't like cutting people off. I love people. Mm -hmm. But she was, like, awful to me. Sometimes and people it. I loved. She would, like, lie to them about stuff that I did. Right. And she would, like, say that, like, she doesn't like me around other people. And then she would turn the corner and be like, hey, bestie. Ugh. And she'd do the same to my other friends. Like, she would tell me shit about them that was not true. It's messed up. And she tried to turn me against my own friends so she could have us all for herself. Anyway, that's that. What's that? Snaps and claps. Alright. This was a good discussion. Discussion. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. Ballet. Don't do the ballet. 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 That's a really old meme. Alright, thank you so much for listening today. Um, I had a great time. Did you have a great time? Um, 
Yeah, I like that we actually are doing this. Yeah, me too. I'm, like, happy that we're doing this. Like, we've wanted to have a pod for so long. And I think episode two, even better than episode one. And episode three will be even better than episode two. I wanted to write, um, we are going to give a little preview of what we're going to talk about next week. Julia, do you remember what we're going to discuss? Big Brother! Yes. We are going to be doing the Big Brother draft. And we may or may not have a special guest. I'm hoping. But it's okay if not. I'm going to text him and ask. So. It's okay if not. Um, People are always really nervous to meet me. I'm intimidating at first. Oh, he's adorable. I was joking. Oh. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, go to LG's Janky Earrings. Uh, Etsy.com slash LG's Janky Earrings. Julia, do you want to plug your socials? Um, Sad Ghost Julia on Twitter. Oh, we have socials now. Yes, we for do. For the pod. On Twitter and Instagram at Two Sisters Pod. Um, no, that's not what it is. Wait, it's not? No, girl, you have to be specific. Instagram is Two Sisters Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Two Sisters Pod. Okay, so Instagram at Two Sisters Podcast, Twitter at Two Sisters Pod. Julia is Sad Ghost Julia on Twitter, and she is. Periwinkle Julia on Instagram. Yeah, then I'm a private account. Oh, okay. So you can't follow her. I mean, you can try. You can try. I'll probably, like, stalk your profile. If you're hot. Maybe. Um, I'm at Laura Jean Laughlin on Instagram, and I don't use my Twitter. You can follow me on TikTok at Diane's Brain. Um, that's Diane's Brain. Uh, and my earrings account, I'll plug it, LJ's Janky Earrings. Okay. That's all I've got. Good pod. Good pod. We will see you next time, I guess. I guess. Adios. Bye, hotties.